The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Friday morning to you, January 5th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you for tuning in on this first Friday of January. One week done, 51 more to go. Good morning, Pat. Do you feel like you're kind of back in the swing of work after I the do. holidays? I do, and first Friday, too, which I just love, that first Friday devotion. So we've got that going on for us today. A lot of feast days today, St. John Henry Newman, and uh, one of my favorites, St. Simeon the Stylite. Oh, the style. I kind of like to think of myself as a style-like <laughs> kind of person. Well, well, these these were actually like desert fathers that lived on these pillars. We've talked about this right, before. Right, the, the stylites. And so he was evidently not a, a very agreeable fellow. <laughs> so they and, put him on a pillar? They put him on a pillar. And, and the final pillar he lived on was 60 feet in the air, and it was like 12 square feet of space up there. How did he do uh, that? I mean, he was a saint, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess he had some holy virtue. Uh, I would be wondering, like, did he have a little bed or something, a I, pillow, or just? Yeah, I, I need to get more details. Floor. I'll work on that, but it, it boggles the mind to think about other things in addition to sleep. So, uh, how, how, how did that? How did how did all the logistics of this all work out? Right? No doubt. No doubt. Speaking of logistics, I owe you an apology. Oh, I want to hear this. Is the recording set, Eric? Or Eric? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to okay. get this it, 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 uh, is, it is being recorded. I, I, I apologize for my weather <laughs> forecast yesterday. Did not see any sun. Quite the opposite, actually. A lot of a lot of rain at my place. That so. was kind of interesting. Now, that I did not see anything in the forecast that said sun might come out, but it did. Almost everyone said that it was going to start to dry out. No, it no, didn't even stop no, raining. Quite the opposite. Quite the opposite. It 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 rained, and and so it was good spaghetti making weather. And that's so. It, since it was National Spaghetti Day, I decided, who needs a walk? I'll just uh, get fat inside. Okay. So you're going to have to work that off at some point <laughs> this weekend. Today, I think today I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna stay optimistic and say there may be a sliver of sun this afternoon. A sliver. A sliver. Okay, <laughs> I hope so. Well, speaking of lovely dinners, I had an opportunity last yeah. night. Uh, the good deacon and I were back at Holy Redeemer, our parish that that Scott serves at. We had a great meal provided by Chef Jerry Herrera Ooh. with uh, Bishop Schuster, the auxiliary bishop for the Archdiocese of Seattle Very cool. and all of the deacons and their wives from the Southern Deanery. It's a good opportunity for us to get together uh, twice a year. How many people? Oh, we had probably 15. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I, would, I would say that's about 15. Yeah, I think so because there was one missing wife. Uh, it's a good uh, time for us to get together and remind, even though we're not separated by too many miles, you know, if we get bogged down in our work and our ministries, twice a year we do meet. We've got a Lenten retreat coming up in March and every October our deacon convocation. So we do have that opportunity twice a year. But this is kind of nice because those two are whole archdiocese all of the deacons come to that one. Oh, i see uh -huh. this one was much nicer because it's just the group of deacons uh -huh. that serve the catholic community in southwest washington and they get to be with the bishop and they got to yeah. be with the bishop and i tell you what he is so dedicated to meeting our group he drove down for the dinner 
and then drove back afterwards. He oh, came down wow. specific. This wasn't something that was added on already. You know, oh, I'm already going to be down at this parish for a minute. No, he said, this is the night I need to meet with the deacons. And that's what he did. And we've been discussing all of the little uh, things that are going on on I-5 with the construction. So that's not an easy trip. No, it's not. Yeah, and then wow. to turn around after dinner at 8 o'clock, he said, now I'm going to. I got to head back because there was an early morning meeting. What a great shepherd. So we were just, and the thing that stuck out to me so much, the more that I've had opportunities to meet him, his faith fills him with utter joy. He, He just is completely immersed in it. And I had a chance to talk to him. I'm like, you know, here I come on the news, on the show in the morning, we have to go through news. It can be depressing. And not only our society feels very, you know, on opposite ends within our Catholic church, it seems like the news is coming at opposite opposite ends. He goes, you need to spend a little time reading the actual story, not just the headlines. <laughs> he said, because the joy is there. And even Catholic Amen. news agencies, he says, even those want to set it up so that way it sounds like the divided. But he goes, the church is alive. The church is absolutely alive. Amen. And I went, oh. Okay, I'm ready. So it was a wonderful evening that we right had. Right on, Bishop also. Schuster. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> and I think he said he was having a meeting next week with Archbishop Sample, and he says, what a fantastic bishop. Oh. oh, he goes, I love every moment that I get to spend <laughs> with uh, Bishop Sample. He says Bishop Sample's a little funny. He does have a sense of He's humor. Got a great Certainly, sense of humor. listen to his show. He, you know, he'll crack one every now and then. But the thing is, they'll kind of come out of left field. Got, He's got okay. that real little bit of a subtle. But when he when he drops that 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 one that line in there, it's it has impact. You know, oh. I think that makes it funnier, right? For sure. Timing, timing's everything. Timing's a, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Timing is everything. So, well, the timing of a Friday show is everything too. Let's it get is, this and, and you know what time it is. It's Christmas time, Brenda. Oh, it certainly is. <laughs> We're still in Christmas, at least until Sunday, right? That's right. That yeah. is the feast. Or of the... tomorrow it actually is officially Epiphany tomorrow. I think. Oh, okay, so, but we're gonna right. we're gonna push so it. So it's to the twelfth day of Christmas today. Okay. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Epiphany coming up, our good friend Ken Hellenius is going to join us. We're going to be talking about some wise guys. Okay, he can clarify the, the timing of that for us. Excellent. <laughs> so we're going to get things started now with Greg and Lizzie, Surrounded by Your Love. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Not afraid of the valleys we let through In your love we are besieged We go from your heart to make the world new Not ashamed of your love that always stays true In your love we are besieged
Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. We are surrounded by your love. That is Greg and Lizzie. 710, it's the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat on this Friday, the 12th day of Christmas. Yes, we are celebrating, and we'll be celebrating the Epiphany coming up too. Ken Hellenius, our man at Notre Dame, will be joining us to talk about the Epiphany, and we'll talk about that Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl too. Not so great. Not so great, <laughs> except Oregonian. unless you're, you're an Irish fan and we know which side of the fence Ken is on. We'll check in with Ken next after we look at the weekend weather here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Brother Cyril, a Benedictine monk at Mount Angel Abbey, for the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. 
I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatriDayRadio.com. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a nonprofit religious entity committed to providing superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. They are looking for a full-time, friendly staff member for their front office. Duties include greeting patients, collecting patient copays, and answering phones. If you or someone you know is looking to make a difference, please send an email to nelson at holyfamilyclinic.com. Matrade Radio's prayer team is renewing our commitment to pray for you throughout 2024. It may be a leap year, but we won't skip any opportunity to strengthen your spiritual life, including our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of Christ and Our Lady in the Holy Rosary, the Chaplain of Divine Mercy, and Catholic reflections that will truly inspire you. Our dedicated team also prays for your personal request on Mater Dei Radio's prayer hotline. These powerful intercessors are waiting to hear from you now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or you can send them your intentions through MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. We're ready to leap into action and fill up 2024 with prayer and thanksgiving at Matre Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's 7.13 here at Matre Radio. You're going to get a high of 47 today, and there's going to be some fog out there, but that should burn off before 10. It's going to be a wet weekend with the chance of rain only dipping to 50 Sunday night. There's a high surf advisory for the coast, so be careful out there, and a winter weather advisory for the Cascades. And if you're above 2,500 feet, you might get 14 inches of snow. Well, there Whoa. you go. <laughs> Just looking at our current temp on national weather, in that transition on Sunday, looks like there's a few snowflakes that could be getting to the valley floor. We'll see if that holds up. Oh. It's not going to stick around, nope. though. Sunshine this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so says Pat. Currently, though, it is raining at 42 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it's a chilly 37 at St. Wenceslaus in Scapoos. Sometimes hilarious, always Hellenius. It's Keeping Up with Ken Hellenius on Mater Day Radio. And it is our good friend Ken Hellenius uh, over at Notre Dame University. Wait, wait, wait. Notre Dame just scored another touchdown. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was ugly. He, again, was one of the models for the wise guys he thought that we were interviewing for today. I said, no, no, Ken. It's the wise men. Our good friend Ken Hellenius getting it all straightened out this morning for us. Good morning, Ken. Good morning. It's a little awkward because last night I watched the Godfather trilogy and Goodfellas to prepare for our conversation. So I'm ready to go. If you want to know anything about Robert De Niro. Oh <laughs> gosh. Those, those gangster movies are, are so much fun to watch. A little gory. I don't think the Magi yeah. were, uh, I think they were a little bit more uh, closely aligned to God in that way, for sure. Um, <laughs> and perhaps uh, an additional uh, decade of ro- of the rosary was prayed uh, for Notre Dame. You guys, took care of business at that uh, bowl game. 
You know, last time we talked, I mentioned that uh, my wife has flown an Oregon State beaver flag in front of our house here in South Bend since we moved here. And um, we watched the game, and my wife basically kind of tuned out uh, not long into the game. <laughs> um, but I was, I was, I tried to be a very gracious um, husband, and uh, I didn't gloat too much. Um, and so, um, no, you know, it was, it was fun. It was fun to to uh, see names that uh, you know that we've been following because. We have the Pac-12 channel, or, or is it now the Pac-2 channel? I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and so we've, we've watched several, you know, throughout the season, we follow both the Irish and the Beavers. So it was exciting to to see them come together. And uh, I'm pleased that our house didn't get burned down because <laughs> well, we were Yeah, what helped, Ken, area. was that, uh, what helped is that you made dinner and then you did the dishes at the end that's also. Right. That's what you get for winning. Well, we, right. all, we are all winners this week, and it is a, a time of gift-giving as we look and follow the Magi to the Christ child to the manger where he was born. Epiphany is coming up. In fact, later in the show, Pat, we're going to talk about a special blessing that can go up on the house. But Ken, you're joining us today to talk about these men. Now, something that I actually had to look up that was reminded to me is that the names of the wise men, while we have three names, they're not listed in scripture. So how Mm -hmm. do we know their names? Yeah. So, you know, that's really interesting because even the number three is not listed in scripture. We, the only place that uh, the sacred scriptures talk about these wise men uh, is in uh, the gospel of Matthew chapter two. And so uh, all it says there is that when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? So there's not a number, there's not a name. It's tradition that associates the number three because it corresponds with the gifts that they brought and presented to the baby Jesus. They brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So they brought three gifts. So logic and tradition said, well, there must have been three wise men. Uh, we don't know where these wise men are from other than from the East. We don't know their, their, um, uh, you know, their identities. We don't know uh, in Scripture anything about them more than what I've just said. Um, it is sacred tradition that tells us that there were three and that we assign their names, Casper, Melchior, and Balthazar. These are names that have come to us uh, through sacred tradition, as well as their other attributes. Um, we learn in, in legend that uh, they represented three continents, uh, Europe, Asia, and Africa, as well as three generations. So when we think mm-hmm. of these three wise men in art, typically when you see them painted, you're going to see an older man, probably around the age of between 60 and 70, who is traditionally associated with Casper, uh, you're going to see a middle-aged man in his 40s uh, who's uh, traditionally associated with Melchior, who's uh, presented as being Arabian, and then a younger man in his 20s uh, who's associated with Balthazar, and he's typically presented as an African, uh, so representing the um, t- uh, traditionally Ethiopian or from uh, Saba. Um, and this actually is a kind of a conflation in Scripture of we read in Isaiah, uh, Isaiah chapter 20, that kings will come and present gifts to the God of heaven. And so that's why Scripture doesn't even tell us that they're kings. 
at least not in Matthew. Right. But well, can, in Isaiah, yeah. we hear about the kings. Ken, that's a good question, which is my next point. So we call them three kings. In some uh, traditions, they call them astrologers. They were looking at the sky following the star, a magi mm-hmm. or a holy man. What is the one most closely associated to what our tradition tells us who these men were? Yeah, so the word magi is the actual Greek word in the in the Greek version of the New Testament. Magi means wise man, but it's also the word that was used in Zoroastrianism, which is a religion of Persia, to describe their priests. And Zoroastrians were traditionally, um, they were astrologers. They would search the skies, and, and it was a, considered a science at the time. So what we think of as astrology today, you know, horoscopes and things like that, is was a very important part of their religion. And so the word used in Scripture is magi, um, but it really, for us, has come to mean simply somebody who is, uh, you know, anticipating, uh, in this case, searching the, the world for signs of God's creation, for signs of God's intervention. And so, yeah, so you won't see the word kings in the New Testament to describe these men, but you will see magi or wise men. So that's kind of where where that image comes from is from Zoroastrianism, uh, which is a religion that has is uh, basically kind of died out since. But um, at the time, it would have been, uh, yeah, astrologers, so wise men from the east. So that's kind of where we get that idea. Well, we're speaking with Ken Hellenius from Notre Dame about the Epiphany coming up. And Ken, what do we know about their encounter with Herod? Because uh, they they definitely didn't go back uh, after no. after encountering Christ to Herod. So, what do we you know, know about that encounter? Yeah. So, um, this is another case in Matthew where the Lord uh, speaks to people in dreams. You know, in Matthew we see Joseph getting a dream, mm-hmm. uh, receiving a dream that it lets him know that Mary is carrying the Son of God. She is not, um, she's not committed adultery in any way. We see Joseph also receiving a dream to pick up the child and take him, uh, the child and his mother, and take them to Egypt because Herod seeks to destroy them. It is the wise men also that we learn in Matthew uh, chapter 2, verse 12, that they were warned in a dream not to return to Herod, uh-huh. so they departed to their own country by another way. So their interaction with Herod, really, in some ways, it it, uh, at first, it um, alerted Herod to the fact that the newborn king of the Jews has been born. So now Herod, the king who was actually not king by right, but king because he was imposed by the Romans, uh, Herod uh, gets his hackles up because he sees that there's a rival on the scene. And in this case, the rival is the actual son of God, the heir to King David. And so uh, Herod, uh, through the wise men, learns of the birth of Christ, and then he uses that as his pretense to, of course, right after this story, we hear about the massacre of the Holy Innocents, Mm -hmm. which we celebrated just last week. Uh, So that also portion, that also tells us that the wise men didn't arrive on Christmas night. The wise men uh, arrived after the birth of Christ, and so that's why, you know, we had Christmas, you know, basically— uh, 11 days ago, uh, and uh, the Epiphany happens afterwards, sometime between now and when Christ was two years old, because that's who Herod has killed, is all the baby boys who are two years uh, old and younger. And so that's why um, why these feasts are not the same, why Christmas and Epiphany are uh, kind of separated, because the wise men came after the birth. 
And actually, there's a tiny little fact here that you, you only notice when you read carefully, and that is that by the time the wise men arrived, Jesus was no longer living in a stable, because it actually tells us that when the wise men arrived, when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. Oh. The word house actually tells us that by then they'd gotten a room, not just hanging out in where the, where the animals are fed. Oh. That's kind of a fun little fact. I appreciate how, Ken, you can find these details that that makes this story so much more complete and full. Ken, it is always such a great morning when you join us. So now we can enter into this weekend ready to celebrate these wise men. Thank you so much. You too are a wise man, Ken. <laughs> Not like Bob De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Take care, my friend. We will talk with you real soon again. Have a blessed Feast of the Epiphany. 724 at Mater Day Radio, and we have the last day of Christmas, and we're still giving out gifts. We got those Marian calendars for 2024. We sent another bunch out yesterday. We still got a few left for you. If you'd like to get your hands on one, just check out the Christmas resources, materdayradio.com, and on the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors. Financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 726 at Mater Day Radio, it's The Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat. And just ahead, the Focus Seek 24 conference is wrapping up this morning in St. Louis. What a week it has been. We'll put a bow on it and tell you about the closing ceremony next in news. And Pope Francis has a full year ahead of him with liturgies and Vatican meetings, but there are a few international trips, not many, that is on his agenda this year. I'll tell you about what he's got coming up in news. Here is Dan Francis, no other name. And we are Brenda and Pat on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Who paints the evening sky before our 
sets the ocean's tides, the mountains hides, and still hears our prayer. between your faith and everyday life. That's Dan Francis in No Other Name, which seems like an appropriate song as we celebrate this month of the holy name of Jesus. It's 7.30 at Matre Day Radio. In your news this hour, as the new year begins, Pope Francis will be the oldest reigning pope since the early 1900s and the third oldest in history. Having celebrated his 87th birthday in mid-December, Pope Francis' initial calendar for 2024 has just the essentials. A full slate of the usual papal liturgies and meetings are scheduled. Bishops will continue making their ad limina visits. And Argentina will have its first female saint. The Synod of Bishops on Synodality will conclude in October 
And of course, the Jubilee year opens at the end of this year. While doctors convinced the Pope to cancel his scheduled trip to Dubai, United Arab Emirates in December, he has continued to speak confidently about at least three countries that he has on his wish list for papal trips in 2024. A trip to Belgium is already a certain and two others to Polynesia and Argentina are being looked into. The Fellowship of Catholic University Students, or FOCUS, is wrapping up a record-breaking run for its Seek 24 conference this morning with a final keynote speech and Holy Mass. The event has attracted tens of thousands of mostly young people to downtown St. Louis this week for presentations and talks related to the Catholic faith from world-renowned speakers as well as opportunities for Mass, Confession, and Eucharistic Adoration. Wednesday evening's Eucharistic Adoration Session drew an estimated 24,000 people, including many local attendees. Focus also announced that next year's Seek 2025 conference is going to be held in Salt Lake City. Ooh, that's not too far away. Yeah, you can make the drive there. I, I've got a, I've got a couple of college-age kids that maybe I might get on the uh, list of attendees for them. Well, in a statement signed by the Cardinal Prefect and the Secretary, the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith clarifies that fiducius supplicants does not change doctrine on a marriage, that bishops are able to discern the application of the document according to text, and that pastoral blessings are not comparable to liturgical and ritualized blessings. In the statement, it recognizes that some bishops consider it prudent not to impart these blessings for the moment. And it goes on to say, we all need to grow equally in the conviction that non-ritualized blessings are not a consecration of the person nor of the couple who receives them. They are not a justification of all their actions and they are not an endorsement of the life they lead. When Pope Francis asked us to grow in a broader understanding of pastoral blessings, he proposed that we think of a way of blessing that does not require the placing of so many conditions to carry out this simple gesture of pastoral closeness. Tragedy in the Heartland. A 17-year-old gunman killed a 6th grade student and injured five other people at a high school in Perry, Iowa early yesterday morning just as students were arriving back to school after their winter break. Four of the injured were students and one was the principal at Perry High School where the shooting took place. One of the injured victims is still in critical condition. The gunman died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Law enforcement officials believe he acted alone and said the motive for the attack is not yet known. Police said they found and disabled an improvised explosive device in the school and the shooter made several posts on social media around the time of the shooting. Brazer clam diggers can look forward to more digging on coastal beaches beginning Tuesday, January 9th. It was announced Thursday by the Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife Coastal Shellfish Managers. Now, not all coastal beaches are open for every dig, so diggers are encouraged to make sure their intended destination is open before heading out. Now, optimal digging occurs between one and two hours before the listed time of low tide. Now, the DOH requires test samples for marine toxins and uh, acid levels must fall under a certain level before a beach can open for digging. So they've been doing the testing. They have discovered that, in fact, those clams 
They're ready for eating, and so you can uh, head out I'm next week. I'm getting my week. salooner table out here. That's right. Now, this announcement <laughs> oh, came along the beaches. Out If you head out towards Long Beach on uh-huh, the Washington uh-huh. side of the river, uh, you'll have to check the Oregon-Washington fish. Well, I'm thinking heading table. up that way next weekend for the king tides. Oh, So that yeah. fits perfect. There's a lot of king tides going on right now, And you have all the utensils I need, right? I've got one of those plunger. (laughs) I haven't been able to use it yet. I I am really dying to do that. And then my friend goes... I'm dying to eat the razor clams, so just let's do it. She said there's a lot more to it, though. It's the cleaning process that is really laborious. Oh, okay. Okay. I said, okay. I want to try it once. I know a good seafood restaurant that serves razor clams. I think I'll let them do it. A A lot easier that way. Hey, in sports last night on the bluff, the Portland Pilots opened up conference play, but it didn't go the way they wanted it to. The Portland Pilots got 24 points off their bench, but fell 74-53 to the number 18 Gonzaga Bulldogs in their West Coast Conference opener at the Child Center last night. Pilots had two players score in double figures, led by Macy Burnham, who had 13 points and three steals. Natalie Fraley tacked on 10 points off the bench, and Amy Shearer added seven points and eight rebounds. The Pilots will try to bounce back with a win on the road as they travel down to the Bay Area to play the San Francisco Dons tomorrow afternoon at 2. Traditionally on the Feast of Epiphany, Catholics bless their homes by writing the letters C, M, and B in the numbers of the year. The top of their doors, the letters stand for the three magi, Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar. We just learned about that from Ken. They also represent the Latin blessing, Christus Mansionem Benedicat, which means may Christ bless this house. It's not difficult to do and... We should give it a try. Here's what you're going to need. I do give it a try. Every year we do it right here too. (laughs) So you're going to need a few supplies. There are, there's a prayer that goes along with it. It's very long. I'm not going to read it to you now, but I will include a link. Several Catholic resources have that. So I'm going to put that link on the podcast of today's show so you can find that. The second thing is you're going to need some chalk. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes this weekend, especially parishes will have little packets of blessed chalk. They might even put in a a pamphlet that has that prayer in it also. Then thirdly, you're going to need your doorway, the front doorway, (laughs) uh, or if you're in an apartment, maybe right above your apartment, uh, and a ladder. You're going to have to get that ladder. Make sure it's a safe one, too. So here's what you're going to do. After the prayers are recited, you're going to walk through your home, sprinkle each room with holy water, then write the initials of the Magi connected with crosses at the top of your door, then the numbers of the year. But it's going to be split. So here's the example of what you're going to write. 20, two zero, a cross, a C, a cross, an M, a cross, and a B, and then one more cross and two, four. So you see the 2024 yes. is on the outside of the three initials. So the tradition is done at the beginning of each year so that you can invite God into your home and place your family under his protection. Okay, question, question. Okay. If I've already got it above my door, can I just erase the just last Just erase part? the three and put in a four? <laughs> no, you want a brand new blessing. Get a little brush and brush the whole thing okay. up because you want it all to match and look even. It's less time on the ladder. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> okay. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. 
I'm Eric Wunderlich, and this is your Catholic Community Calendar, starting today and running through Sunday at St. Alice Parish in Springfield, Eucharistic Miracles of the World. You're invited to experience the Eucharistic Miracles exhibit based on the works of Blessed Carlo Acutis. There are over 140 posters in both English and Spanish of miracles throughout the entire exhibit, telling miraculous stories of hosts becoming flesh or other miracles connected to them for these and more events in our Catholic community. Head on over to MadreDayRadio.com or check it out on the Hail Mary Media app. And just ahead, we'll be checking in with Vivian Wynn about her podcast, Do Thick and Thin. She is such an impressive young lady. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sarah Kinsey got a chance to talk with Vivian. We'll check in with them next after we check that weekend weather forecast here at Mater Day Radio. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. Come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. As a Catholic community, we are called to witness to the dignity of every human life, recognizing each person as a unique creation of God. Hi, I'm Sarah Livingstone, the Pro-Life Coordinator at the Archdiocese of Portland. On Saturday, February 17th, you are invited to an evening of celebration, inspiration, and a call to action at the Life Gala, hosted by the Archdiocese of Portland. This special event is dedicated to embracing and cherishing life in all its forms, spotlighting local initiatives, and uniting our community in a shared commitment to uphold the sanctity of life. The Life Gala will bring together our local pro-life leaders and advocates with a guest speaker from the Sisters of Life and keynote speaker, Abby Johnson. Your presence would be a testament to our commitment to life and a significant support in our efforts in promoting a culture of life. For more information, please visit archdpdx.org. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. here at Mater Dei Radio. If you're planning on boating this weekend, might not want to do that. National Weather Service says that the seas are a little rough. It's a high of 47 out there today. Dense fog possible, but that should burn off by 10. Weekend's going to be wet, but if you live in the mountains, you're getting snow, maybe up to 14 inches if you're above that 2,500 foot mark. Currently, it is 43 degrees at St. Michael's Catholic Church in Sandy. And it is 40 in downtown Portland at St. Michael Catholic Church here in the Rose City. 
One of the exciting developments at Mater Dei Radio this year has been our Vietnamese content. This is Sarah Kinsey, and today I am welcoming Vivian Nguyen, who has really been the driving force behind a lot of these new projects. Good morning, Vivian. Good morning. Thanks for having me here. Vivian, you were our intern this summer, and since then we've been able to do so many projects with you. But I want to start by asking you, what was the intern experience like for you here at Modern Day Radio. Yeah, so I was very, very blessed to be able to intern here at the beginning of July. And I've learned a lot about, you know, production, audio production, recording edits and making edits and all that. Um, but something I've really cherished um, over my internship was being able to work with, you know, Sarah and also Aaron and Brenda and people who work here at Modern Day Radio. Their joy is what keeps me so motivated uh, every single day coming into work um, as an intern and I've learned I've learned a lot about you know audio production and everything and because I also want to go into politics and into law as my future career being able to have this as an experience has been such a blessing and something that I will forever cherish and appreciate. Well, thank you, Vivian. You have been just such a great part of our family, and uh, we're grateful that the Lord, you know, really brought you to us this summer. And and you were able to start a lot of great projects. You did a lot of different work for us, some of the more general tasks. But what I really thought was incredible is you brought your own ideas to the station as well. Um, And you were able to really start some Vietnamese programming for our listeners, which we've never had before. So could you tell us a little bit about the Vietnamese prayers and the sermons and how you were able to really get those started this summer? Mm-hmm. I, uh, I've realized that in my own parish, at Relay of Lavang and then um, at St. Andrew Mulac Mission, we were in a lack of a lot of resources. And I think that my Vietnamese culture, we're very good at keeping the religious tradition within our culture, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't have a lot of resources or materials and whatnot to keep us on task and kind of like a, a checklist for our like for our faith life to be making sure that you know we're we're staying faithful to you know our faith mm-hmm. and our own faith tradition and so I wanted to create more resources for people at my parish to be able to have access to and so then I thought of Vietnamese prayers and then also Vietnamese sermons, which we're so blessed to have Father Angskar helping us with the sermons weekly. And I feel like once we were able to get the prayers and the sermons on, um, the Vietnamese people were able to connect more with each other mm. because they were able to use, you know, they were able to util- utilize the same resources. And they felt like they were more welcomed um, into kind of like the Portland faith community mm-hmm. because there was more resources for them to access. And not just in Portland, but also people across the nation who, you know, are in need of more resources to help them in their their own faith journey and their own faith life. And those who appreciate Father Angskar's sermons and, and find inspiration in them. So for me to be able to create that during my internship, it's been such a joy to see how many people have been impacted and inspired by the prayers and the sermons. 
here at Matcha Day Radio. Wow. And so do you hear back from people that they I do. use these? Yeah. And for a fact, I always get questions from parishioners from my parish and, you know, from my mission. When is the new prayer coming out? You know, when is great? The, when is the new podcast episode uh-huh. or whatever coming out? So um, there's always there's always anticipation. Mm-hmm. And for me as a host or a person who's thought of this idea and launched the mm-hmm. idea, yeah, it's it's the best feeling ever. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's when you know that the Holy Spirit is working. That oh, for sure. You know, He inspired this idea mm-hmm. in you, but it's resonating with other people. Yeah. So could yeah. you quickly tell our listeners where could they find the specifically the Vietnamese sermons and the prayers? Where are those available? Yeah, for sure. So those are available on the free Hail Mary Media app, which is owned by Matcha Day Radio. And they can find it under the Vietnamese content tab under, I think, more, the mm-hmm. more section on the app. And um, there should be three sections on there. There's prayers, sermons, and then my podcast, which is Through Thick and Thin. I am speaking with Vivian Nguyen. Uh, she is the inspiration and the force behind our Vietnamese content here at Mater Day Radio. So Vivian, you just mentioned your podcast through mm-hmm. Thick and Thin, which I would highly recommend everyone go listen to. <laughs> um, but I want to ask you, what was the inspiration behind creating this podcast? Yeah. So Through Thick and Thin is targeted towards Vietnamese young adults. However, it is open to everyone because I'm a young Vietnamese Catholic myself. I wanted to reach out to those um, nearest to my heart. Nowadays, it's so easy to go seek for approval and to go seek for affirmations from from people's compliments, from people's um, their own sense of approval Mm -hmm. and their acceptance. And we allow them to define and label us to the point where we forget that our identity and our purpose comes from God. Um, And when we forget that our identity and purpose comes from God, we just feel like life is not worth living. Mm. But I want people to understand that life is so worth living. It's a very valuable, precious gift that we were so blessed to be given by our creator. I truly want people to understand that you cannot know yourself until you know your creator. And so the mission statement of Through Thick and Thin is a journey to finding your truest identity and purpose. And we truly hope that that is the case. You know, life, you go through a lot of ups and downs Mm -hmm. and it's, it's hard to navigate sometimes. And so with this podcast, I wanted to help someone go through the thick and thin Mm -hmm. um, and ultimately help that person find their identity and their purpose in God. That's fantastic. And, you know, I really... I've seen such a response to this podcast. Uh, I really think the topics that you cover are just so important and, and resonate with your audience. And, and like you said, for others as well, I encourage everyone to go listen. But I really think that the topics and the guests have been resonating with your audience. So briefly, could you share a little bit? What are some examples of some of the topics and, and some of the guests that, that you've had so far? Yeah, so the most prevalent one that I've received a lot of feedback on Um, was episode one um, with Father Randy Huang and we talked about navigating parental relationships which is something that Vietnamese young adults struggle with Mm -hmm. um, in their household and that's you know navigating parental relationships it's a very hard thing that they struggle with and so I wanted to touch on that and because relationships are a part of our daily lives something that we 
something that's just inevitable. Mm-hmm. It definitely plays a part in our de- identity and purpose. And knowing how to navigate relationships and doing it in a holy manner, um, I think that's part of shaping our identity. We also talked about discovering our self-worth, what it means to have courage. Um, and we also talked about letting your spirit be your most attractive quality with Sister Huyen, which was episode four. I've loved just being able to just sit here as you're recording and I just listen and I I learned so much from you and from your guests. And like you said, those topics have just been so great to learn about. I think, you know, they're, they're important to everyone. And um, and you just had a a wonderful array of guests uh, that have been in here. We've been so blessed to have such great guests. Can you give us a quick preview of the next episode, which Mm -hmm. uh, these episodes come out once a month on the first Friday. So can you tell us what, is the next episode going to be about? Yeah, so the next episode, which is episode five um, with Sister Maria Kim Bui. She's from the Sisters of the Little Way. And we talked about God's peace versus our personal preference. So what does it mean to choose God's peace um, over our own preferences when it comes to making decisions in our daily lives? And uh, when will this be releasing and where can people find this podcast? Yes, this will be released on Friday, January 5th on the Free Hill Mary Media app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we definitely look forward to hearing that new episode. And uh, for anyone out there, please go check out uh, Through Thick and Thin, as well as our other Vietnamese content. Vivian, thank you so much for all that you do to just bring these ideas to life. And uh, we're just grateful for your time today as well. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. And it is 7.53 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, Friday is here. There's a show that comes on Friday night. There's a radio show host and it's a good It's my favorite. Do you like View from the Field? I do like uh, it. You guys do a great job Scott, with that. Seriously. Scott I, I love and I it. have had such an amazing time doing this show. Episode 105 is wow, coming up this congratulations. evening. So yesterday, Monsignor Syak joined us talking about a Catholic New Year's and Mary, Mother of God. And the good deacon and I jump in off of that interview and we kind of get into some discussion. First of all, always about what's going on in the home and how Scott is one and one when it comes for appliances surviving and breaking over the week. <laughs> we'll explain what's going on there. Well, that loss is going to cost him a little bit of money. So uh, he's not too happy about it. I, on the other hand, am. So you're going to have to listen and find out what it is that's going on there. But we begin to talk about Mary, our Blessed Virgin Mary. And for so many, she is the catalyst that draws us into this deeper relationship with Christ. Amen. And Scott shares a little bit about how that's influenced his diaconate, a little bit about what Pope Francis says about the Blessed Virgin Mary and how she is going to walk with us this year. So if you are looking for a saint this year, maybe it's the Blessed Virgin Mary, and maybe you should tune in to View from the Pew to see how she can walk with you this year. It's coming up at 7.30 this evening. The podcast, though, should be up on the Hail Mary Media app. Oh, if I plan to leave at 2 o'clock, it'll be posted at 1.59 today. <laughs> you can find our full programming schedule at materdayradio.com. Of course, you can access it on the Hail Mary Media app. Can't wait. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com. 
or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM, Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Support for Modern Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Jeff Kane at North Point Bank in Vancouver. North Point Bank brings value to customers through client-focused home loan programs, including new construction, renovation options, financing for rental properties, and more. Learn more at northpoint.com. That's northpoint, P-O-I-N-T-E, dot com. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Join Modern Day Radio in our resolution to read the entire Bible this year. Bible in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's voice and learn how to live life through the lens of Scripture with a new episode every day. I hope you'll join me as we discover how the story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. Bible in a Year, mornings Monday through Saturday at 6.30 and Sundays at 7, right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 7.56 on the Morning Blend with Brenda and Pat here at Mater Day Radio, still celebrating Christmas, and they're celebrating at Portland Public Schools because they've got a new interim superintendent. We'll tell you who they pick next. Well, I can't imagine anybody being upset with Hershey Chocolate Company, but apparently a woman in Florida... Not too happy about her no. Halloween peanut butter cup. Who could ever be unhappy about a peanut butter cup? Well, mm. I'm going to explain what she's going after coming up <laughs> right after Awaken the Saint. Hey, everyone. I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. John knew he was called to religious life. He began his studies at the seminary in Budweis, Bohemia, and later in the University of Prague. Everything was on track and going as planned until his ordination finally came in 1833. On one hand, it was a joyful blessing to think that Bohemia had an abundance of priests, so much so that when the bishop fell ill on the day of John's ordination, they never got around to rescheduling the ordination. They already had too many priests in the diocese and were running out of assignments for their priests they already had. This still wasn't an excuse for John to abandon his vocation. He set his eyes on America. If he wasn't going to be able to serve God in his homeland, he would go to where he was needed. He set out on foot to France and from there journeyed across the sea to Manhattan in the States. He finally arrived in 1836 unannounced and not entirely sure what God was getting him into. To his wonderful surprise, the Bishop of New York was eager to ordain the foreign seminarian, seeing they only had 36 priests for roughly 200,000 Catholics in New York and New Jersey. Newly ordained Father John set off for his new assignment in the countryside around Niagara Falls. Still longing to have a communal life, Father John also joined the Redemptorists and set about ministering to the German immigrants in the Baltimore and Pittsburgh areas. He busied himself with the flock he was assigned, placing their needs above his own. He hardly slept and fasted often on bread and water. Thankfully, he was able to communicate with all of his parishioners who spoke a diversity of languages. Eventually, he became the pastor of St. Philomena in Maryland, and by 1852, he was declared Bishop of Philadelphia as if his life would slow down now. He began building churches, hospitals, orphanages, and schools that heavily promoted a devotion to the Eucharist. 
He also founded the Third Order of St. Francis of Glen Riddle, and was considered a secondary founder for the School Sisters of Notre Dame. Unfortunately, his life came to a sudden halt in the streets of Philadelphia when he had a sudden heart attack in 1860, but his story lived on. The forgotten seminarian, now a deeply loved bishop to the poor and immigrants, was officially canonized in 1977. His journey to sainthood didn't necessarily turn out the way he originally planned, but rather played out tenfold because of the yes to pursue what God was calling him to. We all have a personal desire that God has placed on our hearts. He doesn't always give us a straight and simple path to walk down to reveal that desire, and it may not even end up the way we originally envisioned, but he does give us the free will to pursue it or leave it behind as untapped potential. I've personally found my love for the selfless mission of nonprofits, and while every day isn't rainbows and butterflies, I still feel a sense of peace that I'm exactly where God has called me to be. Where's God calling you? Are you open to the journey? St. John Nebo Musin Newman, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. And that is Awaken the Saint. You can find out more information about the lives of the saints and to access those Christmas resources. It's still Christmas season. Download today the free Hail Mary media app. And of course, more details at materdayradio.com. It's eight o'clock. Former Salem-Kaiser Superintendent Sandy Husk will serve as the interim leader for Portland Public Schools starting on February 12th. Current PPS Superintendent Guadalupe Guerrero announced last month that he'd be stepping down from the post. His last day is February 16th, creating a four-day overlap for the transition. Husk led Oregon's second largest K-12 school district, Salem-Kaiser Public Schools, for more than seven years and Portland School Board members unanimously approved her for the interim role during a special meeting last night. Husk is expected to serve through the end of June when the board aims to hire a new permanent superintendent. Pope Francis is deeply saddened by the loss of life following the deadly explosions in Kerman, Iran on Wednesday and is praying for those who died or were injured and for their grieving families. The Holy Father's condolences were conveyed in a telegraph sent Friday by Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Perilin on his behalf. Pope Francis also sent his spiritual solidarity with the injured and prayed upon all the people of Iran the Almighty's blessing of wisdom and peace. On Wednesday, two explosions in Iran killed nearly 100 people and wounded scores more at a memorial for the commander of the Islamic Revolutionary Guard. The Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C. has announced that it will be the premier sponsor of the 10th National Eucharistic Congress. At the July event to be held at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, the Catholic University of America will be the largest higher education sponsor and will even provide some engaging activities for attendees and specifically for priests. Catholic University of America's sponsorship of the National Eucharistic Congress will include interactive activities and the heart of the Eucharistic Congress and its desire for an encounter with Jesus through his real presence in the Blessed Sacrament. What seemed like a simple craving for Halloween treats at a Florida grocery store escalated into a class action lawsuit against the Hershey Company over allegations of misleading and deceptive advertising. What? This is after a Hillsborough County, Florida, not Oregon, Hillsborough County, Florida woman said the chocolate she purchased didn't love live up 
to that cute little image on the wrapper on what? the packaging. This is it. Hershey's is facing, get this, a $5 million lawsuit that gave a multiple examples of how the candies lacked the details seen in the photos. For instance, Reese's pumpkins are pictured on the label as having carved out eyes and a mouth, but the candy itself, nothing's carved out of it. It's completely covered in chocolate. Other product like Reese's white ghosts, Reese's peanut butter bats, Reese's peanut butter footballs had similar misleading features, she said. <laughs> Now, Kelly's suit intends to form a class action complaint against Hershey's, meaning other customers can join in seeking compensation. In a response to local news, Hershey said it would not comment on pending litigation. There was no... I've got some comments. <laughs> not about Hershey. <laughs> Look, all that matters is that it is exactly what you want it to taste like when you open it up. That's it. That's it. Right? right. And yeah, don't put a face in it because that just exposes the chocolate. I want the maximum amount of chocolate that can go on one of those peanut now butter Now, I cups. could see if it if you had gotten one of the big, like you wanted to get those giant Hershey's. Yes. And it was a little tiny, like, you know, oh, sample right. size thing. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could understand if there was some, but to say it didn't look exactly like on the package. Well, what does? Really? You know, I mean, <laughs> never. Nothing is ever as it seems. Right. Is it? Right. That's like, oh, my my pizza didn't look like the pizza in the TV commercial. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You're Come not on. Getting a free one. You're not. No way. No way. That's going to get tossed out. I think. Hey, in the sports, speaking of getting uh, tossed out. Well, they didn't quite get tossed out, but it looked that way at one point last night. The Oregon Ducks men's basketball team was trailing for most of the game last night, but they came on strong. They were down by six at halftime, shot 60% in the second half, and beat Washington in Seattle last night, 76-74. Oh, that, that so felt the, good. Yeah, they're 3-0 and in uh, conference play for the last season of the Pac-12, and in other action, uh, the uh, they'll face Washington State tomorrow night. The Cougars are off a win over Oregon State last night, 65-58. The Beavs, they will take on Washington in Seattle tomorrow afternoon at 3. So they're just kind of switching, doing a little two-step there. Okay. Well, today, an important uh, anniversary in Catholic history. At some point during a historic pilgrimage to the Holy Land by the Pope of Rome and the Ecumenical Patriarch of Constantinople, members of the media approached the Patriarch, who was Athenagoras, and asked, why have you come to Jerusalem? And his answer to the media that day was to say good morning to my beloved brother, the Pope. Well, you must remember that it was 500 years since they last spoke, meaning the Bishop of Rome and of Constantinople, they spoke to each other. The last time a Roman pontiff and the Patriarch of Constantinople met before that time was in 1438 at wow. the Council of Florence. And this was an attempt to end the great schism that had occurred in the 11th century. But on January 5th, 1964, Pope St. Paul VI met Patriarch on the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. So today on the 60th anniversary, their respective successors, Pope Francis and Ecumenical Patriarch Bartholomew I, maintain a close friendship and an international theological dialogue between the Catholic 
and Orthodox churches can look back on decades of growing mutual understanding on the road to a hope for restoration of full communion between the churches. So it was this 1964 pilgrimage to Jerusalem that opened the door for such a dialogue. Amazing. 60 years ago, they began the dialogue. Before that, 500 years (laughs) since those two had spoken at any point in time. So what a blessing for that. I love how Pope John Paul II had talked about the Catholic and the Orthodox Church. He said it's like two lungs of the body of Christ. Right, right. But is it Istanbul or Constantinople? You have to leave it to the (laughs) church. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. I'm Eric Wunderlich, and this is your Catholic Community Calendar Monthly Healing Mass at the Grotto tomorrow at noon. At the Mass, a blessing with the Relic of St. Peregrine will be offered as part of the Healing Mass. For these and more events in our Catholic community, go online to materdayradio.com or check us out on the Hail Mary media app. And just ahead, we've got a look at that weather forecast for the weekend. I think we're going to be kind of dry today, but the rain will come, be coming back with us. And uh, just ahead, also, uh, we'll be looking at... What do we have ahead, Brenda? Well, you know what I want to ask? <laughs> where are my notes? Father Peter, where oh, have you been? That's it. The Baylor Bear is in. That's right. Father Peter Julia joins us next. And again, we'll check that wet and rainy forecast just ahead. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Healthcare sharing has been around for decades and began out of the Christian tradition of neighbor helping neighbor. That's the premise Solidarity HealthShare was built on, where a nonprofit medical cost sharing ministry in which our family of members share in each other's eligible medical expenses. Solidarity HealthShare is not insurance, but an alternative way to pay for medical costs that adheres to Catholic Church teachings. We never share into medical care that goes against our morals. More information at SolidarityHealthShare.org. Have any resolutions for the new year? Why not make 2024 the year you grow even closer to Christ with Matre Radio's Hail Mary Media app? We have all the tools you need to ace that goal, including an ever-growing library of audio, video, and text prayers. You can even set a customized schedule of your personal prayer reminders. 
The Hail Mary Media app also lets you stream the live broadcast of Mater Day Radio and access a variety of podcasts like Bible in a Year and Catechism in a Year with Father Mike Smits. Plus, you can plug into the most thorough listing of exciting local events on our interactive community calendar that integrates right into your car's mapping program. Make a firm resolution to download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to MontredayRadio.com and follow the instructions. Make 2024 your year to grow closer to Jesus with the Hail Mary Media app from Monterey Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It is 811 here at Monterey Radio, and as I look outside, the fog is rolling in, but it should burn off by 10 o'clock. High of 47 today, low of 39, and it's going to be rainy throughout the day. The only time it's going to decrease to about 50% chance of rain is Sunday night, so it's going to be a wet weekend for you out there. Or unless Pat says it's going to stop raining, there'll sun's be sun today. <laughs> there will be sun today. The sun will come out this afternoon. I promise. It may not be long, but there will be sun. <laughs> All right, we're going to check in later on today. Currently, it is 43 degrees at Our Lady Star of the Sea out in Stevenson, Washington, and under the clouds in Springfield, it's 37 at St. Alice Catholic Church. We have always had such a wonderful time when we get to talk with our good friend. Father Peter Julia. He is the Director of Vocations here in the Archdiocese of Portland. But recently we called over to his office and he said, I am, I'm not in. And then we called again. He's like, I'm not in. Well, finally, we have been able to track down Father Peter. He is back in the area after a little bit of a hiatus. Father Peter, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Tell our listeners where you've been recently. Good morning, Brenda, and everybody else. Um, it's good to talk to you guys again. Well, I was for 60 days. I was in Alabama at Maxwell Air Force Base wow. uh, doing officer training school. So that is where I have been for a little while. As you can imagine, you know, it's hard for any of us in the Archdiocese to get that much time away from our main, uh, you know, our main job, either as pastor or, or in my case, as vocations director. So uh, it was quite a time for a 44-year-old priest, I tell you what. <laughs> oh, so you were at officer training school. So now do you have a, a, a new title along with father? You know, the funny thing is uh, the military does stuff in some unusual orders. So I'd actually already been at the base where I was assigned, which is the 142nd fighter wing, which is right by the airport. Anybody who's ever flown uh, on the Alaska or or been in the Alaska terminal, Mm -hmm. if you look out, you see Oregon air national guard, and you usually see some F-15s parked under some outdoor hangars out there. And so that's the base where I, where I serve. And so there's about 1400 airmen that serve there. Um, and so I'm there, you know, kind of like the old commercials used to say, one weekend a month, two weeks a year. So I had been there for about a year. But one of the, the unique things that happened was for the first time since its inception, you know, the Air Force, it used to be the Army Air Corps. And, and then in 1947, just after World War II, it, it became its own department, you know, Department of the Air Force. And since then, they had never paused an officer training school class ever until right before I went out there, they, they closed it down for about four months and did a huge restructuring. And so now it's called OTS Victory, Officer Training School Victory. And so it was a completely new program. Uh, and so I was there with all of the growing pains of a <laughs> brand new program. And, uh, and it, was, it was definitely interesting, to say the least. 
Father Peter, so when you think about, I mean, we have ideas of what military go through in their training. For the training that you went through, did you find it that it was physically challenging and and mentally challenging too, what you had to do? Yeah, one of the unique things about it um, for for me was just that, um, you know, they they used to do a five-week abbreviated course for folks like chaplains and JAGs, you know, the lawyers, chaplains, JAGs, and medical but um, they changed it. You know, the, the general who's in charge of all chaplains in the Air Force said, I want all of the chaplains to do the complete course because I want oh. them to be alongside the other airmen when they're doing combat stuff. And like, they need to know what this is about. So I had to do the entire course. And now all chaplains are going to have to do the entire course. And so as a 44 year old with <laughs> I had three I had three roommates, all three of which you're going to be doing, uh, going to be pilots in the future. Two of them were prior enlisted. One was on a gunship, an AC-130 gunship. That you saw a lot of combat in different different times during the War on Terror. And then one was a 24-year-old guy who's going to be a C-46 tanker uh, pilot. And then another one was going to be a C-46 tanker who was prior enlisted as an intelligence officer. So it was a very unique mix. But believe it or not, the physical aspects of it were the easiest part. Really? I guess most people that most people that know me probably, you know, that's probably the case. And so uh, there's a funny story where we had to lead a, um, they called them LRC. They're like these leadership types of events. And there's like a big concrete area and they're different stations. And they're basically obstacles. And you have to lead other people teams of people through these obstacles. And so there was a port, point where they said, well, we need somebody who has to, in this exercise, all of the team will start over there, but one team member has to, to start here. You know, who, who's fairly strong? And nobody was saying anything. And so I was like, oh, you know, I, I raised my hand and I'm fairly strong. And they gave one of the guys next to me a hard time. They were like, they're like, Gonzo, he's 20 years older than you. Come on, step <laughs> up, man. And it, so it's kind of a funny thing. And he was just like, Father Peter's stronger than me. What can I tell you? <laughs> and so I, uh, so I felt very edified by, um, but I was prepared too. Like I trained, I've been used to training my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so I trained for the physical, the mental parts, the, the yelling, as, as all of you know, from military movies, it's just like that. Actually, that's the <laughs> one thing that they do in military movies. It's the most accurate. <laughs> Wow, they did not hold back knowing that you had father in front of your name. So how wonderful, though, to be able to go through an experience like that with people. Father Peter Julia is joining us today, talking about some of his recent adventures and now how he's going to take that training and bring it to Portland, Oregon area. Father Peter, now, how are you going to split your time between the vocations office and the work that you're going to be doing as chaplain? Yeah, you know, it, it's it's largely because I'm what they call a DSG, which is a drill status guardsman. So out of all of the all of the men and women who serve over at the 142nd, there there's about 1,400 airmen there, but only only about a quarter of them or so are are actually full time sort of active duty folks. The rest of the force it comes in on what they call drill weekends. So they're one weekend per month. Um, and so that's, that's the reason a lot of people decide to join the guard is because the commitment is, is not so great. And, and there are some benefits like paying for school and uh, health care and different things like that. So it's like one weekend a month. And then they also say two weeks a year, because sometimes there's a week long drill and things like that. So I'm usually there and then I'm sort of on call like I would be just in my regular pre- priestly duties, especially things like I, I think one of the 
the darker sides or the sadder parts of the military is, is, you know, there's very high suicide rates in the military and, and divorce and, and a lot of difficulty like that. And so, um, so I'm somewhat on an on-call status too, when, when an airman finds himself kind of in trouble or, or in a tough situation. And, and already in the year that I've served there, I've had to field some of those, those calls. And, and, you know, some of the, the sad parts that you see on movies as well, like, uh, you know, sometimes the, you remember from Saving Private Ryan, when they go to notify um, the mother of all, of all the Ryan boys, you know, that, uh, that, that three of, out of her four sons are dead. And so we have to do those types of notifications as well. So, so, but, but those are very familiar in our priestly life mm-hmm. uh, also. And so, so yeah, that's the, the kind of way that I, w- I will serve largely, but, um, but yeah, the, the 60 days part, it was, it was tough to take that, that pause right there and uh, do, do the training. Well, you did do that training. You are back. You came back. It was Christmas. And then we move into the New Year's celebration. You had to get caught up in what was going on in the vocations office. And now, Father Peter, you've got a big weekend coming up. It is the discernment weekend. Archbishop Sample, so supportive of this time with people who are discerning the priesthood. Yeah, let our listeners know what's going to happen. Yeah, this is kind of like, um, actually, believe it or not, it's a drill weekend at the base. (laughs) Of course. And so it's just like the drill weekend ha- happens to coincide with my, w- which is sort of like my Super Bowl, so to speak. But thankfully, there are ways in which you can get an excuse and I'll just have to make this drill weekend up. But I will still uh, be there on sa- a Sunday afternoon to celebrate mass for the airmen there. But uh, we have our Archbishop's discernment retreat, which takes place at Our Lady of Peace Retreat House, our friend's out there in Beaverton and Our Lady of Peace, the sisters there. And we've hosted it there for many, many years. And I was a two-time attendee of that. In fact, when you look at our priests and seminarians, the majority of them attended this retreat before they entered into the archdiocese as seminarians. And so it's led by the archbishop, um, by Archbishop Lasney before Archbishop Sample, and now Archbishop Sample. And basically we start this evening and uh and it goes all day saturday and then it ends with uh mass and then after lunchtime on sunday at our lady of peace and so we have about 21 men who are going to be arriving this weekend and i think that surprises people that there's over 20 guys who yeah, are discerning that the priesthood in our yes. archdiocese yeah and and so you know we have conferences like like anybody who's been to a retreat and then we, we do, we expose them to the liturgy of the hours, because for some men, that's the first time they ever get to do that form of prayer. And then, of course, we have mass each day and adoration, and, um, rosary. And then there, there's an opportunity for confession as well as, you know, just a lot of conversation. We also, I think we're going to have almost 10, uh, nine or 10 of our seminarians will also be present. And they're instrumental as well, because all these men are thinking, should I take that next step? And having the seminarians there is like a bridge between like, well, what's next? And those guys get to talk to them directly about, oh, well, what's next is what I'm doing. You know, I'm in the seminary at this year or that year or something, you know. Well, it is sure to be a blessed weekend. Any time that these uh, young men can spend with our Archbishop, of course, with you, is uh, time well spent indeed. And for you, Father Peter, there is no rest for the weary. You had to come back and jump right into a whole lot of work. And we appreciate you spending a little time with us this morning. 
Oh, it's always great to spend time. I wish I was in the studio. You said it was kind of a rowdy studio morning, and those are my favorite kind of the studio. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, we will have you back in the studio real soon. It'll be great to see you. Father Peter, thank you so much for your time today. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll keep you all in our prayers. Thank you all. God bless you. Yes, please pray for us. And we are praying for vocations, and we want to pray for you as well. Don't forget about Mater Day Radio's prayer hotline. We've got our prayer warriors standing by to get your request, and you can make those. Just click the pray button at materdayradio.com or on the Hail Mary Media app, and let us pray for you as we pray for vocations and so much more. It's all about prayer here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. I called my wife to complain angrily about traffic the other day, and she said, I sympathize with you, but I gotta call you on to holiness right now because I love you. I love my wife for that. <laughs> she told me a story that she heard of a young seminarian who was serving with the missionaries of charity. He was scrubbing a bathroom floor and was complaining while he was doing it. He was in a horrible mood, and this missionary of charity walked by him and laughed. And he said, what are you doing? Why are you laughing? She said, I'm laughing because you're totally wasting your time. He asked, what are you talking about? She said, if you're not doing your work with love, you're totally wasting your sacrifice. Look, suffering is an unavoidable part of everyday life, but you have the power to make it a fruitful part of your spiritual life. Get intentional about offering it up in love. Anyone can do a good day well. When you suffer, when you struggle, that's your moment to become a saint. Don't waste it. Send us a message at connect at reallifecatholic.com. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Hello, I'm Kevin Doran. And I'm Carla Wehrman, co-host of Sunday Commentary. Join us every weekend on Mater Day Radio, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8, as we break down the scripture readings so you can better prepare to enter into the beauty and mystery of the Holy Mass. It's fun, fast, and faith-filled. Let us share our love of the good news with you, Saturday mornings at 7 and Sunday mornings at 8 on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 825 at Mater Day Radio on this first Friday as we celebrate the most sacred heart of Jesus. And just ahead, well, they are celebrating in St. Louis as the Seek 24 uh, big festival wraps up. We'll tell you what's going on there and all the success they've had this week in St. Louis. And Pope Francis has a full year ahead with liturgies and Vatican meetings, but there are just a few international trips on his agenda this year. I'll talk some more about them coming up in three minutes. We have Christmas music for you now. It's Daniel Rose, Star of Bethlehem. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I'm only one among the millions Look at all stars up in the sky What can I do for my Lord Jesus He was born in Bethlehem this 
starry night Then the Lord said unto me O little star of Bethlehem I want you to be the one to show the way I will magnify your soul So the whole wide world will know That the King of Peace was born on earth Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That is Danielle Rose with some help there and uh, the Star of Bethlehem. Yes, it is the Christmas season. Twelfth day of Christmas, as a matter of fact, and we're still celebrating at Matre Day Radio, where it's 8.30. As the new year begins, Pope Francis will be the oldest reigning pope since the early 1900s and the third oldest in history. Having celebrated his 87th birthday in mid-December, Pope Francis' initial calendar for 2024 has just 
the essentials. A full slate of the usual papal liturgies and meetings are scheduled. Bishops will continue making their ad limina visits. Argentina, going to have its first female saint in the Synod of Bishops on Synodality, will conclude in October, and the Jubilee year opens at the end of this year. So while doctors convinced the Pope to cancel his scheduled trip to Dubai in December, he has continued to speak confidently about at least three countries he has plans to try to visit this year. Now, an almost certain is a trip to Belgium that is coming up. Then two others, one to Polynesia and another to Argentina, are being looked into. The Fellowship of Catholic University Students, or FOCUS, is wrapping up a record-breaking run for its Seek 24 conference this morning with a final keynote speech and Holy Mass. The event has attracted tens of thousands of mostly young people to downtown St. Louis this week for presentations and talks related to the Catholic faith from world-renowned speakers, as well as opportunities for Mass, Confession, and Eucharistic Adoration. Wednesday evening's Eucharistic Adoration Session drew an estimated 24,000 people, including many local attendees from the St. Louis area. Focus also announced that next year's Seek 2025 conference is going to be held a little closer to us in Salt Lake City. In a statement signed by the Cardinal Prefect and the Secretary, the Dicastery for the Doctrine of the Faith clarifies that fiducious supplicants does not change the doctrine on marriage, that bishops are able to discern the application of the document according to context, and that pastoral blessings are not comparable to liturgical and ritualized blessings. In the statement is recognizing that some bishops consider it prudent not to impart these blessings for the moment. It goes on to say, we all need to grow equally in the conviction that non-ritualized blessings are not a consecration of the person nor of the couple who receives them. They are not a justification of all their actions and they are not an endorsement of the life that they lead. And in sports, the Portland Pilots got a 24-point showing from their bench, but fell 74-53 to the number 18 Gonzaga Bulldogs last night in the West Conference opener at the Child Center. The Pilots had two players score in double figures, led by Macy Burnham, who had 13 points and three steals. Natalie Fraley added 10 points off the bench, and Emmy Shearer had seven points and eight rebounds. Pilots will try to get in the win column for their first conference victory in the Bay Area as they take on the San Francisco Dons tomorrow afternoon at 2 o'clock. And tonight in the NBA, the Blazers still in Big D, taking on the Dallas Mavericks. And that tip-off is set for 6 o'clock our time tonight. Well, Razor Clam Diggers can look forward to more digging on coastal beaches beginning this Tuesday. It was announced last week by... Washington Department of Fish and Wildlife Coastal Shellfish Managers. Now, not all coastal beaches are open for every dig, so be sure to check your intended destination and make sure it's open before heading out. Now, optimal digging occurs between one and two hours before the listed time of low tide. Now, DOH requires test samples for marine toxins, and they have found that all the toxin levels are safe for human consumption, so... Time to get out and do a little digging. In Washington, they are opening up areas along Long Beach. So head out the coast that way. It's a great little, I don't know, is that a jetty or a, yeah, like I think an inlet? It's a jetty. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. So, all right.
I'm getting and, out there. And you got king tides coming up too, so. So be careful be right. out there. You cannot <laughs> clam during king tides. You've got to wait for low tide to push out. Absolutely. So two hours before low tide. So check the salooner table. All right. And, and get out there and uh, mm, you just, I'm, I'm, I'm almost drooling thinking about those razor clams. They are so good. That's right. Traditionally on the Feast of Epiphany, Catholics bless their homes by writing the letters C, M, and B. And the numbers of the year. So, for example, 2024 at the top of their doors. Now, the letters stand for the names of the three magi, Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar. They also represent the Latin blessing, Christus Mansionem Benedict, Benedicat, excuse me, which means <laughs> may Christ bless this house. So it's not too difficult to do. And we do it here at Matra Day Radio. At my home, we've got the blessing. And Pat, you said... At your home, you have the blessing. I do. It's a great tradition. It really is. So first things first, get your supplies together. So first, you're going to need the prayers. Now, like I said, I will add the link to an online prayer. You can print it off. It's a little bit lengthy, but it's well worth the time to read it. I'm not going to read it now. You'll also need some chalk or blessed chalk. If you can have that many parishes this weekend, you may find them being handed out at church. And oftentimes they actually include a pamphlet that has that prayer on it. So be sure to pick that up also. You're going to need a doorway. Okay, (laughs) that's the other important thing. And a ladder to be able to reach up to the top. So you're going to say those prayers. You're going to be, if you can, sprinkle holy water in the entryway and in the rooms of your homes. Then you're going to write the initials of the Magi connected with crosses and then the year, which will be split at the beginning and at the end. So an example for this year will be 20, 20 cross C M and B. And those are each separated with a cross. Right. And then lastly, two, four for 2024. And now you're blessed for the year. But you said you can't just erase the 24. You've I got, would, okay. Pat, if I were you, I would get your little <laughs> cleaning you're, no, supplies you're, out. You're right. You're right. And makes it, it even more special just to renew it. I'm sure. And yeah, it, all the attacks that you might get at your home, solicitors and things, that blessings have been used up. You're going to get a full new blessing across the, the threshold of your home this year. Good thinking. Okay. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. I'm Eric Wunderlich, and this is your Catholic Community Calendar. American Red Cross Blood Drive at Christ the King Parish on Monday. Christ the King hosts a blood drive every second Monday of the month, and this upcoming Monday is the second Monday of the month. For these and more events in our Catholic community, head on over to materdayradio.com and check out our community calendar of events, or you can find it on the Hail Mary Media app. Well, with all the rain, it might be a good weekend to go to the movies. Yes. That's what we're going to do. I like that big, big, big tub of popcorn with lots of butter. I had a big tub of popcorn last weekend. We're going to be talking about a new movie called Boys in the Boat. But more specifically, what Catholic elements we can pull out of that movie to apply to our own life. Awesome. I can't wait to do that after we check the wet and rainy forecast next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. 
online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsboro is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle, offering coverage in Oregon, Washington, and Idaho with personal service, claims, and 24-7 assistance. Gibran's team will take the time to understand your situation and choose coverages just for you. Reach Gibran's office at gnzinsurance.com or 503-649-9514. Gibran Zogby's State Farm Agency in Hillsboro at gnzinsurance.com. Leadership Circle connects through all source communications. Is a technology upgrade in your company's future? All source communications is an independent local telecom brokerage specializing in internet and phone systems. Connect today at allsourcecommunications.com. That's allsourcecommunications.com or call 503 967 4887 for all source communications. Connecting Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. It is 8.40 here at the studio at Modern Day Radio. It's foggy outside. We can no longer see the horizon, but it should burn off by 10. High of 47 today, low of 39. Rain through the weekend in the valley, but if you're in the mountains, you could get up to 14 inches of snow above the 2,500-foot line. Currently, it is a chilly 40 degrees at St. Philip's Catholic Church in Woodland. And some skiers are very glad to get that news. Drizzle right now falling, no snow, 41 at Holy Cross Church and School in St. John's. The show's not quite over, so relax and have a second cup of the morning blend. Pat, I was really excited last weekend. There was finally a movie in the movie theaters that I was ready to spend the money on going to see. Now, some people, maybe you don't want to go to the movies, you don't enjoy it. But if you have an opportunity in the coming months to stream or watch Boys in the Boat, or better yet, find the book. The book is fantastic. The book is yeah, wonderful. And very it, good. And it's so appropriate because it follows the uh, college sports uh, kind of trail or line of these young men in the 1930s who, at the University of Washington, Huskies, they uh, were a eight-man crew and they went all the way to Germany. Now, we, I'm not going to do I, The spoiler is already out there. They won a gold medal. Yes, yeah, yeah, and you know, Brenda, I'm I consider myself a big sports fan, but I had no idea how big Crew was back then. It was like college football is today. It was huge, maybe even bigger, because yeah. I believe that they had talked about when they the Crew went back east to take on right. these these Eastern teams. That's you know, Crew is very uh, like a high end sport. They said that there would be upwards of a hundred thousand people right. spectators. Blew to my watch, mind to read that. Yeah, a 12-minute or 15-minute race. 
I mean, that's just incredible. Wonderful book. It is rated PG-13 in the movies. There is a little crass language that comes from some of the coaches and the coxswain as he's encouraging his team. (laughs) So just be wary of that. But here's what I love. Now, there is not... The, uh, uh, forward, you know, upfront Catholic or even religious context. But when you look at it, the way that Father Edward Looney has, he goes in and he pulls out some great concepts oh, that are great I can see for that. us, right? And so I thought, and Father Looney, he's been on our show before with talking about his different Marian books. And so I found this great article he did at CatholicLink.org about five takeaways, five Catholic lessons from the boys in the boat. So I thought we'd talk about what these lessons were. Lay them on me. All right. So the first one is, he says, don't be afraid to take risks. Don't be afraid to take risks. Now, these young men that were on the crew, these were really ordinary men. Yes. And in fact, in order for them to, several of them, in order for them to be even able to afford college, have a bed to sleep in, they had to be on this team. Right. So they took they they went all in. They just like I have to do everything I can, work as hard as I can to get onto this crew. I mean, some of them were barely above the poverty level and going to the University of Washington and really just having to work, work, work their way through. And this this was like their only chance. Sure. Yeah. And they talk a lot about how in the 1930s, of course, coming out of the Depression, yeah. they're in between wars. Seattle in many areas like a shanty town. Uh-huh. It was not the uh, Emerald City that they claim it to be now. It was much, much different back then. No student loans. People working on their FAFSAs this week. Yeah, that wasn't available to people. You had to earn the money and pay the tuition before they let you into school. So they risked. They risked and they worked hard. Okay, what's number two? The second one is find someone who loves and support you. Now, of course, there's a little bit of a love interest there that follows through. But the other thing is, was the dedication of these coaches. And they looked at the lives of each one of these members of their crew. And they really tried to encourage them. And the lead of the of the crew, he had a, a family history that left him kind of broken and, mm-hmm. and kind of got in the way of his ability to really trust and rely on his team. Well, that coach mentored him through that and just kind of related to him on a very personal level and brought him through. I look in our own Catholic faith. We all can, we all know that person who was our guide, our mentor that loved and cared for us. And for some, maybe it was the blessed Virgin Mary. She was the one that, you know, wrapped her arms around you and said, you know, you are loved. She's a good coach. She's a pretty good, good good cheerleader too. (laughs) Yeah. The next they say is don't let the past define you. So we recognize that we have brokenness. We are sinners. And sometimes for people, they look at themselves and go, there's no way that God would ever love me because of what I've done in my past, right? That past doesn't define you. And in the movie, The Boys of the Boat, like I said, they struggled in many ways. And one of the men, and it was really very tragic, the lead, uh, Rance, I think is his last name. He was abandoned by his family at just shy of 15 years old, Hmm. 15. And he was trying to work, put himself through school and feed himself. It's a really tragic story. And... That's what he was able to put beside him. That hurt and that anger that he had from his father was keeping him from relying on his teammates. 
I think St. Junipero Serra says it best, always forward, never back. I love it. Always forward, never back. That's right. And yeah. So, so that's important. While it does shape who we are, it, you can't let those hurts and yeah. those faults define you because it will keep you from that relationship with God that we all desire. Oh, these are good. So 846 at Mantra Day Radio. It's our second cup. And we're talking about this wonderful movie and book, Boys in the Boat. And the Catholic lessons available there. So, okay, so number right. four, right? So let, let's see here. Uh, we talked about let's uh, don't be afraid to take risks. Find someone who loves and supports you. Don't let the past define you. Right. Okay, that's where we're at. The next one here, work as a team. Oh. So here's what Father said. Rowing means that the individuals must work together as a team and be synchronized. So if one person wants to be better than the rest or has maybe a little bit of an attitude, it's going to affect everyone. It's only when they are one in mind and action as a team do they work to their fullest potential. So as members of the church, we all need to work together instead of against each other. As a society, we can work together for a common good and purpose. I love this. And, you know, I talked at the beginning of the show. We had this wonderful dinner last night, um, me and Scott and the deacons of the Southern Deanery uh -huh. of the Archdiocese of Seattle with Bishop Schuster. And he talked a little bit about the divisiveness that tries to get in the way of us being one. And it's like, oh, you know, my church is the best. Oh, we have the we do the right mass or we don't, you know, do this. But you know what is true that in every church that I have gone to, Jesus is present in every single one. Ooh, yes. Right? Uh-huh. We're team Catholic. We got to work together. <laughs> you know, and, and even in my own house. I want that on a shirt. We're I'm team Catholic. Team Catholic. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. There we go. Uh, in my own household, and, you know, I have four kids, and, and two were always kind of the teammates, and the other two would sometimes get after each other a little bit. And I remember after one good one that I had to get involved in, I said, look, you two, this has got to stop. I said, every force outside of this home are trying to tear down this family. Wow. They're trying to pull us all apart. But I said, this family, we're on the same team. We lift up and support each other always. And I said, and you know, you, I don't ever want to hear you talk to my child like that again. And you over here, you better not ever talk to my child like that again. Ooh. And uh, they they settled down. Mom got serious there. But we're a team. We got to be a team. So everybody rowing in the same direction now? That's it for sure. All right. And now our last clue from Boys in the Boat. Here's what Father Looney says. Do what's right. Every uh -huh. day we're faced with the decisions and we have to do what's right. So he said the example in the movie that he gleaned from that lesson is uh, so as to not to give the spoiler, but he said, if you watch the movie, you'll figure out where that lesson comes in. In decision making, we can be inclined to act or decide in favor or against someone or something else. We can punish people by our decisions. Right. And they get into this a little bit in the movie about some big decisions that are happening as this team is really rising ranks. And of course, then what it does step into when they finally make it to the Olympics, it's in Germany. Right. And right. it's it's uh, Adolf Hitler is a character in the movie a little. But you recognize, you know, you step into some of the evil that that 
was happening in Germany at the time. So, uh, and these these young men were exposed to that, and and they had some real fears leading into that. Great lessons there. Great lessons. So, I assume on the movie. You're giving it a thumbs up for sure. I'm giving it a thumbs up. Uh-huh. Uh, I am a reader. I enjoy books, so I definitely had have a preference to the well, movie. Well, you recommended the book to me. I recommend and, and the I book. And I loved it, yeah. You, you do get a little bit uh, more of a feel of uh-huh. the um, struggles that these young men had. And the book, and, and this is not, I won't give anything away in the movie, except that the the their journey actually takes three years from the time that Uh they are a freshman crew. The book, because of a movie, because of time, they did have to consolidate it into a single year. So that's why when you read the book, you do really get a feel for every year how these men pushed, struggled, everything like that. The other thing that uh, I I noticed in the movie too, it seemed like it was always sunny in Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I went, mm, not quite that sunny in the fall time in Seattle that often, but uh, wonderful book. So whether you take up the book or you tend to go see the movie, see if you can pull out some of those elements that we just talked about. Oh, this sounds great. I can't wait to check out the movie now. And you know, one thing I'm so glad of, I'm glad that you're on my crew, Brenda. Oh, <laughs> we're the morning crew, Pat. That's right. Stroke. <laughs> well, find your team, support your crew, and we hope you enjoyed today's second cup. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Join Mater Day Radio and Sister Anne-Marie Warren in a prayer for vocations. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Holy Spirit, Spirit of wisdom and divine love, impart your knowledge, understanding, and counsel to youth that they may know the vocation wherein they can best serve God. Give them courage and strength to follow God's holy will. Guide their uncertain steps. Strengthen their resolutions. Shield their chastity fashion their minds, conquer their hearts, and lead them to the vineyards where they will labor in God's holy service. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Are you struggling with exhaustion or feel overwhelmed in your daily life? Healthy Living with Yvonne provides practical advice to help take care of body, mind, and soul through the Healthy Living Project, a 90-day wellness coaching experience that utilizes nutrition, exercise, and prayer. To learn more and schedule a discovery call, visit HealthyLivingWithYvonne.com. That's HealthyLivingWithYvonne, dot com. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music 
With the glory of the Mass, Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. 854 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Well, we've got the fog here this morning, but it should start to burn off through the day. 20% chance of showers high about 47 this afternoon. That snow level dropping tonight and the winds picking up low about 38. Chance of rain 100% tonight. So it doesn't get much higher than I, that. <laughs> and the sun's not coming out today. The sun is coming out maybe just for one second. <laughs> But I assure you, the sun Look, will be out this afternoon. I feel like Annie. You know what, Pat? The sun is actually out. We just we just can't see it behind <laughs> can't the see clouds. It the fall. But it is out there. <laughs> no, we will have actual sunshine. I may even get a tan this afternoon. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Right now, though, we've got drizzle. It's 41 here in Rip City. And closing out our show today, here is Steve Angrizano, A Rightful Place. We are the Morning Blend, right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. There will be sun. Let's do it.
Steve Angrizano, A Rightful Place. It is 8.59 right here at Mater Day Radio. Good first Friday, Brenda. Hey, how about that? And there's there's the end of your first week of January of 2024. <laughs> no, don't do that. 51 more to go. Because you know it's going to be Lent before we know it. We have got such a great year ahead of us. I just We do. So much wonderful things to celebrate. So celebrate every day, right? Let, let's celebrate it with a good weekend. How about that? I like that. I with, like that too. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to get out for a walk at some point. Just dry enough for Lots 45 minutes. Lots of sun minutes. this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, And we should honor and celebrate each season for what it is also. We're in the rainy season around here. We know what that comes with. And the Christmas season. That's right. And the Christmas season. And for talk about the the epiphany, many keep their tree up, but you can keep it up to the baptism of the Lord. Yeah. Or even the presentation of the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) We have lots to celebrate. So again, let's not hurry anything up too soon. That is going to wrap it up for us on the morning blend. It is Friday, and I talked about View from the Pew. The good deacon and I were talking a little bit about a purchase we've got to make. But I'll be more, listening. More importantly, about what saint's going to walk with us this year. Have a very blessed day.